Well, for this very important contest out here this afternoon at Dodger Stadium, the lineup for the visiting Giants leading off and playing at second base will be Chuck Hiller. Chuck Hiller batting in the number one spot and playing at second base. Jimmy Davenport batting number two, playing at third base. Willie Mays in center field, batting number three. Willie McCovey in left field, hitting in the fourth position. Orlando Capetta, batting number five, playing at first base. Felice Palou in right field, he is hitting number six. Tom Haller doing the catching, batting seven. Jose Pagan, batting eight and playing shortstop. And Jack Sanford will be doing the pitching. So that's the starting lineup for the uh, Jack Sanford. Will be the starting pitcher. 24 and 7. Jack has won two and lost one with the Dodgers this season. It's 14 and 7 on his lifetime. And this will be his fifth start against Los Angeles this year. He's one and one in Dodgers Stadium. He lost to them May 22nd, 5 to 1. Beat them once in Candlestick Park, 10 to 3 on July 7th. Here on September 3rd, 7 to 3, and that was his 20th win. His last start, he beat Houston 11 to 5. That was the 29th of September. He went five and a third innings, giving up five runs on eight hits. He walked five. For the first time, failed to strike out a batter. Won more games than any giant pitcher since Carl Hubble won 26 back in 1936. And he can't equal that mark, but he can come close to it with a victory out here today as he is 24 and 7. For the Los Angeles Dodgers, leading off and playing shortstop, Maury Wills. Jim Gilliam is batting in the number two position, playing second base. Duke Snyder in left field, batting number three. Tommy Davis playing third base and hitting in the number four spot. Wally Moon is playing at first base, batting fifth. Frank Howard hitting number six and playing in right field. John Roseboro doing the catching and batting seventh. And playing in center field, hitting number eight is Willie Davis. Pitching and batting ninth. Don Drysdale. Drysdale with a 25 and 9 record. And a 3 1 record against the Giants this year. He's 20 and 14 lifetime against them. More lifetime wins against the Giants than against any other National League club. Has two complete games and five starts versus the Giants. A 1 0 record. And two starts versus the Giants here. That was an 11 to 1 victory. This is his first start against Jack Sanford for the first time that the two hard scoring right handers oppose each other. The umpires for today's game talking now with Duke Snyder and Whitey Lockman at home plate. It'll be Al Barlick behind the plate, Dusty Bodges at first base, Augie Donatelli at second, and Jocko Conlon at third. Giants on the regular season won three and lost six against the Dodgers here at Dodger Stadium. The three they won came in the final four-game series with the Dodgers when they took three out of four and uh, got right back into the pennant race. Giants now with a record of 102 wins, 61 losses. The Dodgers 101 wins and 62 losses. Giants out in front of the Dodgers for... I can't remember when, back in early July sometime when the Dodgers took over first place. And the Giants, yesterday, by virtue of their win, moved out in front for the first time. So the Giants, hoping to wrap it up in this second game, the Dodgers, 
wanting to hang on with grim determination and to run it to the final day. As manager Walt Olsen said, the only way that we can win it now is to go on a two-game winning streak. The Giants trying to prevent that today, battling one of their old nemesis, Don Drysdale, and Jack Sanford having his greatest season, the man that manager Alvin Dark has called on to wrap it up. Jack, who won his 20th down here the last time that the Dodgers and Giants met, Great stuff in that ball game, And if he can bring that back with him today, then the Giants have got a real shot at it. Jack warming up to our right in front of the Giant dugout. Drysdale to our left. Ball game delayed slightly. The umpires now taking their position. And right now, we're going to have the playing of the National Anthem. standing off to the side. 
been known to cause Don Drysdale a little trouble is up there at the plate. In the first inning, Miller struck out Davenport Fowler and Mays slide to the wall in center field. The first pitch is inside to McCovey for ball one. That's hand batting stretch up here with the outfield deep and around to the right. Drysdale winds again. The next pitch outside, ball two, a let up. Drysdale giving McCovey a little bit of an off-speed pitch. Do nothing count to Willie. And Drysdale ready, the 2-0 pitch. Swung on, bounded to first base, and Wally Moon fails it. McCovey's out of there. So that's out number one, and Orlando Cepeda will come up, and I imagine that Don Drysdale took a deep stride. Right here, let's pause for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. Hi, everybody. This is Don Sherwood. If you're a little rusty with your Spanish lessons, listen to me on... Here's Orlando Cepeda waiting. And it's all strike one. Breaking pitch over on the outside. Drysdale delivers the next one. One on him, that's strike two. Nothing in two to Cepeda. Orlando with a batting mark of 307. Had a home run in yesterday's game. And the 0-2 pitch. Fouled off into the upper deck to the right. Down stays at 0-2. Down Nothing in two. One down. Base is empty. Top of the second. Giants and Dodgers. Nothing, nothing. Drysdale goes to the Rosenberg. The outfield's very deep against the Peter and almost straight away. Drysdale winds and the next pitch. Line drive. Base hit into left center field. Going over for it is Snyder. Cepeda takes the turn and holds on as Snyder fires in. The Giants had their first hit. The ball gets away from second base. Cepeda started to go to second, but when Wally Moon moved over to field it, Orlando came back to first. That'll bring up Philippe Alou. Sitting beside us, St. Louis Cardinal announcer Harry Carey. And Harry, one observation. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen two pitchers throw this hard in the same ball game. They're both very sharp and both uh, have real good stuff. This can be a tough ball game for either team to win, Lon. Don Drysdale now set the pitch to Alou. Philippe up here had a double in the first inning of yesterday's game. Waits for Drysdale's first pitch. Swings, lines of base, hit into right center field. That one may go between them. Davis chasing it. It's going to the wall. Cepeda around third. He's coming for the plate. And the relay will not be coming in. Alou has himself a double. The Giants lead it one to nothing. Palou cracked the curving liner into right center field that rolled all the way to the wall at the 390-foot mark. Zapata digging around the bases. Came in to score. The Giants lead by one to nothing, and Tom Haller will be the batter. So Philippe Palou drives in his 98th run of the year. Haller up here, swinging left-handed against the offerings of Drysdale, hitting at 262. 18 home runs. He's had three home runs here at Dodger Stadium. Now they're going to uh, throw over to first base, I believe. No, they're going to put uh, Haller on. I thought Drysdale was going to uh, question whether Lewis stepped on first or not, but they're going to walk Tom Haller. Ball one outside. There's ball two. Drysdale pitching from the stretch with the Lewis second. Delivers ball three. And the stretch again. 
ball four. So Haller, given the intentional pass, he goes to first. And Jose Pagan will be the batter. So Jose Pagan, hitting at 253, has driven in 57 runs on the year. Drove in two yesterday with a double. The outfield straight away and medium deep. Duke Snyder fairly deep in left for Willie Davis and Frank Howard in center and right. Playing quite a bit more shallow. Alou at second, Haller at first. Stretched by Drysdale for the pitch to the gun. Inside, almost hit him in the knee. Ball one. One and nothing count to Jose Pagan. Runners at first and second, one out. A run in. The Giants lead one to nothing here in the top of inning number two. Single by Cepeda, double by Alou after one was out. Drysdale into his stretch for the pitch to the gun. Popped up to the infield. Wells calling for it as the infield fly is called, and he makes the catch for out number two. The runner's holding on. So a two down, it'll bring up Jack Sanford. So Jack Sanford comes to the plate with a Lewis second, Tom Haller at first, a run in. Stanford looks now at Whitey Lockman to see if anything has been put on. With two outs here, he'll be called on probably to swing away. Although, with Tommy Davis playing as deep as he is at third, Jack would have an opportunity to try to drop one down and beat it up. Here's Drysdale's stretch in the pitch. Low for a ball, 1-0. One ball, no strike. Outfield medium deep against Stanford. Although Frank Howard is playing pretty shallow in right field for Jack. Stanford gets a hold of an outside fastball. He could put it over Howard's head. Here's the stretch and the next pitch. Low, ball two, two and all. Two balls and no strikes to Jack Stanford. Two nothing count, two outs. Felipe Lewis second, Tom Haller at first to run in. Drysdale going to the Rosenbach. Jack Stanford calmly waiting at the plate. Runners getting their lead as Drysdale stretches. 2-0 pitch. Slight foul into the stands to the right. Allen rebounds all the way back out onto the playing area. Or Dusty Bodges, the first base umpire, fields it. So the count is 2-1. Sanford took sort of a half swing on an inside fastball. 2-1 count to Jack, batting in the top of the second. The Giants lead 1-0. John Roseboro with a sign. Hello, getting his lead at second. Haller from first as Drysdale takes the stretch. 2-1 pitch. Strike two calls. And it's 2-2. Two two. Good fastball at the knee. 2-2 two, two count to Sanford. Time is called now as the baseball is back behind home plate. 2-2 two two to Sanford. Two outs. Hello at second. Haller at first. A run in. After McCovey grounded out, Cepeda singles the left center. Alou doubled the right center to score Cepeda. Then Haller was intentionally walked. The Don popped out. 2-2 pitch, foul back by Sanford. And it stays at 2-2. Two two. Two, two count to Jack Sanford. Jack had three home runs last year. Had a 
need to be or to hit one out here. Willie Mays in the first inning gave one a 410-foot ride to the wall in center, and Willie Davis made the catch. Moy Wills now has moved well over by second base, leaving a big gap in the hole to the left. Stretch for the 2-2 pitch. Strike three call. Answer quick. So here in the second, one run, two hits, no errors, two runners left on. We go to the bottom of the second, and the Giants lead it by a score of one to nothing. Just wait till you try your first dual filter Terridan. You light up and you know this one's got it. Terridan, flavor you never thought you'd get from any filter cigarette. So why be hungry for flavor when all the pleasure you could ask for is waiting for you in your first pack of Terridan? In Terridan, you get quality tobaccos at their peak. You get the remarkable dual filter with activated charcoal that brings through the best flavor of these choice tobaccos. The result, flavor you never thought you'd get from any filter cigarette. Try Terridan. You'll never be hungry for flavor again. Manager Alvin Dark is about to talk to home plate umpire Al Barlick. They're discussing something not heatedly, but talking situation over. Dark now drops back to the dugout. As Jack Sanford comes up to loosen up, he'll pitch to Wally Moon, Frank Howard, and Johnny Roseboro. The two quick shots by the Giants, Cepeda reaching out for an outside pitch, lined a single in the left center, and then Alou cracked one into right center for a double. He scores the pattern. The Giants have a one-to-nothing advantage as Sanford comes out to pitch the bottom of the second. There's the time out, Matt. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on. And at the end of five full innings of play, the San Francisco Giants are leading by a score of one-to-nothing. They will send up Philippe Ballou, who has had two out of two, Tom Howard, and uh, Jose Pagan. In the second inning, after McCovey had grounded out, Cepeda singled the left field, and Felipe Lou hit one that he really used the radar on, a beautiful line drive, but just in between, Willie Davis and Frank Hard are over the wall, and Valanda Cepeda scored. That's the only scoring the Giants have done, although they've had runners on the bases in uh, every inning but the first inning. Miller was hit by a pitch in the third, and McCovey walked with two down, but Cepeda flied out. And then in the fourth, Alou and Pagan singled, but Drysdale struck out Hiller. Then in the fifth, a base on ball for McCovey was the only thing that you have to do in the attack line. They have had seven base runners. The Dodgers have had four, with the Giants leading by a score of one to nothing. Really, Alou, ready to come up to swing the bat, as we move to the top of inning number six, with the Giants leading the Dodgers one to nothing. Drysdale of the Rosenberg with the outfielders playing Alou straight away. Many of his 25 home runs were hit to straightaway center on the year. Drysdale looks over to Giants right fielder. Into the windup, the pitch to Felipe, curveball on the inside of Carl Strike. Tom Haller, who hit one a long way to left field his last time, is in the on-deck circle. One strike to count as Don Drysdale looks over Philippe Lou, delivers again. There's a swing and a foul. The ball dropped by Johnny Roseborough. Strike two. Philippe almost lost his helmet that time. 
drives the head of the Rosenberg. Alou moving a bit more in toward the plate now on this two-strike count. Holds the bat high. Drysdale throws, and Philippe swings and misses Presley. Number four for Drysdale, the giant batter, Tom Aller, who has walked and flied out to left field. One away on the top of the sixth. Here's Drysdale's next pitch now to Haller. A let up that's over the outside corner for a call strike. One strike to number five, Haller. Don Thompson throws again. Haller swings and laces a line drive foul down the right field line. Wally Moon at first base charging across the line, but he could not get the glove on the ball. Two strikes to count to Tom Haller. As Drysdale gets the sign now from John Roseburg. Straight away and deep defense against Haller. The Dodgers have a lot of respect for Tommy. He hurts him with that long ball. Here's the two-strike pitch. High on inside. Haller had to fade out of there in a hurry. That one was up near Chinsville. One and two pitch for Drysdale on the way. Wines throws. Haller takes high on the way. It's ball two and strike two. Snyder, who caught Haller's long drive in left field, is playing him in the same direction this time. And the center fielder and right fielder, Willie Davis and Frank Howard, are playing him just straight away. And the big boy from the University of Illinois waiting. Drysdale pitch to Haller. A check swing. And it's ball three too high. And Drysdale. Captain appealing look at Jocko Conlon at third base, hoping he would overrule Al Barlick. Barlick was firm with the fact that it's a ball four, three, and two. Three balls, two strikes. We're in the top of the sixth inning. The counter Haller has gone to three and two, and the Giants lead one to nothing with the bases empty. There's one out. Drysdale looking down the alley now to get the sign from Roseboro. Into his windup. The big fella rears back and throws inside to Haller. And Haller trucks to first base with a base on balls. The fourth off Don Drysdale. And Jose Pagan, who has popped his short and singled the deep shortstop, will be up here for the Giants. Pagan at 2.53 with 57 runs batted in. And one of his seven home runs was hit here at Dodger Stadium. Hit it way out there between the 390 and the 410 markers in deep left center. Although Jose is the first to admit that the home run ball is not the way he makes his living. He makes it with that fine glove and arm that he has at shortstop. Tom Haller at first with one out. Here's Drysdale set. Pagan fouls it off on the hit and run play as Haller was going. Harry, I know that you broadcast a lot of football over around Illinois and uh, Missouri. Did you ever see Tommy uh, play football at Illinois? Uh, no, I didn't. I heard a lot about him. I was doing Missouri University games when he was at the University of Illinois. He's uh, quite a kid. He's, he's had a chance to be one of the outstanding catchers, I guess, uh, Russ. He looks like he's going to be around a long time. Come a long way this year. The 
Count is strike one to Jose Pagan with Tommy Haller at first base and Don Drysdale ready. The next delivery to Jose. Bounded down the third baseline. Base hit. Heading toward the left field corner. Snyder is over there to pick it up. Haller comes around to third. Holding at second with a double is Pagan as the throw comes in and the Giants have runners at second and third. Jose Pagan bounding one that chalked, that walked that chalk line down the left field line. And that will bring up Jack Sanford. That's kept secrets around the league. I know your San Francisco fans have been well informed. Is that your strength in the catching department. Between Haller and uh, Bailey, I guess you must have 35, 36 home runs and 100 RBIs between them. Well, you hit the home runs right on the nose, 35, Harry. Then Bailey has 44 runs batted in. Haller 56, that's 100. That's two. Uh, no matter who Malvin sits in there, and then on occasions he's put in Johnny Orsino, a right-handed batter who can help us. Anytime you get your catching department, yeah. you ask that much, particularly that long ball hitting, you're in pretty good shape. A conference on the mound. Walter Alston out to talk to Don Drysdale. And uh, Wally Moon came over to get in the conference. Tommy Davis. And the conference is about ready to break up. You know, since the Folgers Coffee Company pays more money for a premium mountain-grown coffee beer, you'd think their coffee would be more expensive, but it is not. So in a situation where Alvin Dark can make up his mind two ways, he can have Sanford swing away because he's got the top of the order coming up next with only one out. Or he might uh, elect to have Jack attempt to squeeze bunt. But with the infield playing in the way it is, that's going to be difficult. But we'll see what happens. Sanford has struck out and forced to run it. Haller down the line at third. Pagan from second. Giants lead one to nothing. The pitch to Sanford. A low curveball outside for ball one. Now, for the first time today, activity in the Dodger bullpen, we can see Peronoxia throwing down there. We can't see the other fellow, but it's more than likely Ed Robot. They weigh in on the right side of the infield. Maury Wills, fairly deep at shortstop. Drives there already, throws to Sanford. A slider, good for a foul strike on the inside, and it's one and one. Sanford is not indicated at any time. He just had the blunt sign. He looks down to Whitey Lockman again. The Giants have had the scoring opportunities today. They've had four bases on balls and five hits. Dodgers in on the right side of the infield, very shallow. Tommy Davis right at third base with Tom Hallett. Don Drysdale ready. Pitch to Sanford, taken outside for a ball two, and again, Jack was going to swing. He did not assume the bunting stand. The squeeze play in baseball can be the most beautiful thing in the world, or you can look so darn silly. It doesn't work. Drysdale from the stretch, not winding up. Throws to Sanford, who tries to butt it and fouls it off. It was sending Haller, with Pagan going to third. Sanford bunted his foul down the first place line, and the count is two and two. One down, Hiller in the on back circle. big run to pick up rush. A tremendously big run, Harry, because that could shackle the Dodgers' feet a bit and could also take the sacrifice play away from them, too, at this stage of the game, with the Giants leading one to nothing. Haller, just a couple of feet away from third base as Don Drysdale looks in again. A big right-hander ready at Sanford Waite. Pitch to Sanford, swung on, foul back. He lost a grip on the bat, and it Rolls out to the mound. You can tell that Jack's been in the ball game. He's showing the perspiration through his sweatshirt and through his uniform shirt. 
He didn't get much of that one, but he wanted to stay alive up there. Just trying to meet the ball and hit it someplace and trust that the ball could go through. The Giants ahead by one to nothing on a single by Cepeda and a double by Lou. In this inning now, after a loose struck out, Haller walked and Sardan doubled in the third. Stanford, up here with a count of two and two, has fouled off two as he attempted to squeeze once and the next time swinging. So it's two balls and two strikes as Don Trysdale looks in for the sign from Rosefair. The big right-hander steps and gets ready to deliver. Stanford bunts it back to Trysdale, who throws, cannot throw to the three. All hands are safe. Tommy Haller scores as Trysdale falls down. Stanford beats it out. And Don is on his third, and the Giants lead two to nothing. The two-strike squeeze. Well, hey, that one bounced right. Boy, that's daring baseball, marvelous baseball, Russ. Everything is what it was, but uh, certainly picked a good pitch. It was right down there where he could handle it. And you notice where Sanford's bat rolled? I think the Drysdale was a little bit distracted by the bat and trying to feel the ball. And for some reason or other, even though Drysdale fell down, they have scored it as an error. Now Wally Moon takes time to come over and talk to Don with the Don down at third. Even though it was scored as an error, Sanford will get a run by it in. Sanford also will get a sacrifice on that. Now Tommy Davis comes over to talk to Don Bryant, who was just hit at the top of the order. Chuck's a good putter, and it could happen again, although since he swings the bat very well, they might want him to be swinging. Stanford at first, Pagan at third, the Giants leading, two to nothing. Drysdale looking in to get his sign from John Rosefair, working from the stretch, the runner's ready to go. Mr. Hill is swung on and lined into short right field. Frank Howard comes tagging in at the base in front of him, and Pagan comes in to score. Stanford stops his second. And the Giants lead three to nothing. Pagan was holding at third, waiting to see where that ball was going to go. And as soon as he saw it hit the ground, he took off. And Stewart, when they could three to nothing in San Francisco, and to bring up the giant third baseman, Jimmy Davenport. And the happy-looking giant dugout at the moment, Russ, as you notice. You bet it is. They start to smell that money now. What a difference a few days can make, huh? And a few days did pass. <laughs> Davenport's a giant batter now with Stanford at second and Hiller at first with the Giants leading 3 to nothing. Drysdale ready, throws to Davenport. Three line drive to Spetsfield for a base hit. Stanford coming around third. Here comes Duke Snyder's throw. Into the plate, Jack Stanford slides. He scores. The Giants lead 4 to nothing. Harry, one thing about it. Throughout the season, Jack has had difficulty he has done a lot of running as he has in this inning. He has uh, faded a bit in the stretch a couple of times. So you can see that Mays, the next giant batter, is not coming up to the plate. He goes back to change the bat. Those extra few gulps of air are a good one for a while. Yeah, he's had a, a tough round there on those bases at that. And uh, he can use a little bit of a breather here. And maybe the Dodgers might participate in that because they may have to change pitches. His wall Austin if they Mouth of the dugout. The reason he was up there is Tommy Davis that called for the ball at third. 
Here comes Leo, and there probably is going to be a pitching change. Billy O'Dell is trotting down to the giant bullpen so that the Giants will have some left-handed relief if necessary. The reason Alton has come out there, Harry, was uh, Tommy Davis had called for the ball at third, going to claim that Stanford had missed the bag, but Josh O'Connor waving away. He lost the game in the polar grounds this year on a play like that, by the way. They're talking about Stanford perhaps being a little bit uh, wounded here. I think that uh, you fellas have gambled your chances on his losing a little bit of stuff for those three additional runs in this running, wouldn't you? Well, I'm sure they would, because the Giants have uh, well-rested pitches, and for that reason, you can see uh, activity in the Giant bullpen right now. Uh, Billy O'Dell is starting to throw. We'll pause here for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. Well, if you're reminding you from Labrador to Latin America, KSFO reporters always have the real story. For the best news, it's... along with Harry Carey on Dodger Stadium. There will be a pitching change. Drysdale, pitching with only two days of rest, will be removed from the game. And Ed Roebuck, who has to have the nomination for the rubber arm of the year, walks in. Ed, who pitched very well yesterday in blanking the Giants for four innings, has won ten while losing one, and he has eight saves. Just reconstructed uh, six innings. Hey, what would you say was the big play of this uh, sixth inning game? Oh, I think there's no doubt about it, Russ, as you very well know, and that's Sanford's uh, two-strike squeeze play on a 2-2 pitch. Not only the fact that he bunted the ball fair, you know, quite frequently uh, seen that play tried in that situation, yeah, but usually fouled and for the strikeout, but the fact that he was able to bunt the ball in a, in a good position. And besides, had the good fortune of having his bat out there somewhere, too. That's right, that helps out. Philippe Ballou struck out. Here's a big hand for Drysdale, and this fellow certainly deserves it. Because you get yourself behind on the count. 
The Pinky Ball Expert Robot throws. May swings and takes the pitches inside for ball two. Two and all. Getting me too. I said he, he swings. He didn't come close to swinging at Miller is the second. Davenport is at first. The Giants lead four to nothing. Robot delivers inside to May. On account of three balls and no strike. Somebody just kicked over a chair. He's <laughs> a premature celebrant. Uh, he just uh, tripped a little bit, I guess. They count three and all to Mays, and he looked to see if he could be swinging. Robot delivers to Willie Mays. A curveball across strike, and it's three and one. Mays usually tries to hit Robot to right field, but... In this situation, he might try to get the bundle. Davenport at first. Chuck Hiller is at second. The count to Willie Mays, three and one, and he has the timeout now. Mays has played the center field twice and fouled out. He was yesterday's big gun with three hits and a pair of homers. Now Roebuck wipes the perspiration off his forehead. William has moved over very close to second base. Howard in right center, giving Mays all of the right field line. Ed Robuck ready. 3-1 pitch to Willie Mays. Swung on, bound to deep to third base. Tommy Davis juggles, but goes to second in time for the fourth out. Mays at first, with Willer coming down to third, and Willie McCovey to swing the bat. You know, Russ, I can't get over there. The emotional impact in baseball. A week or so ago, or several days ago, when we saw the Giants, they, they looked so down and out. Now you wouldn't know it's the same ball club. This looks like a giant ball club, but well, of you earlier in the season. Yeah, they seem to be on their toes, taking advantage of every break they can get today. Willie McCutty will be the batter. He has grounded the first and walked five, and Roseburg and Robots will uh, have a little conference.
Number 44, Willie McCovey waiting. Roebuck comes set. Throws 2-2. Low and outside ball three, so Mays will be running on the pitch. With Orlando Cepeda waiting in the on-back circle to the right of the plate. Ernie Bowman leading the chairs from the Giant dugout. Three balls, two strikes to the Giant left-handers, Willie McCovey. Roebuck is ready. Mays will go. There he goes. McCovey swings. Lines one in the right field. Base hit. Winner scores. Mays sweeps around the third. And now as the ball is juggled with William, Mays broke around third but holds on. Five to nothing. San Francisco leading. McCovey hitting a bullet. William had shifted over for him, but uh, the ball was just hit three times. The ninth batter will be up to the San Francisco Giants in the person of Orlando Cepeda with a single fly to center and grounded out to first base. much of a defense against a line drive like that, Harry. Gilliam gave it quite a try, diving for the ball, but couldn't reach it. The Giants are sitting in pretty good position, I'd say, right? Things are looking pretty healthy. Mays at third, McCovey at first, Robot pitches to Cepeda. There's a swing and a bounder up the middle, and Gilliam grabs it and tags second base. And McCovey is fourth coming down, and inside is retired. So the Giants in the fifth inning have come up with four runs. One, two, three, four hits. after 35 scoreless innings, has got to be dangerous. Sanford throws to Gilliam, a fastball that is low for ball two on a count of two balls and no strikes. Don Drysdale has departed. Ed Robach is doing the pitching. All of the joints scoring off Drysdale. Here's the pitch outside for ball three and no strikes. Alvin Dark comes out immediately.
Here's Sanford's 3-1 pitch to Gilliam. In there for strike two and a count of three and two. Alvin might have told him that we're trying to work the corners, just get the ball over and make them hit their way on it. The 3-2 pitch to Gilliam is high for ball four. He gets the third base on ball. And that will be all for Jack Sanford, I believe, as Alvin is walking out slowly. Also, there will be a defensive change, I believe, as we see Matty Alou getting up, which more than likely means the left-hander coming in. Alvin plays that percentage, Harry. He likes to have a very fast outfielder in when a left-hander is pitching uh, due to the fact that they're more likely to uh, hit that ball to left field. But uh, he has not indicated the left-hander as yet. It's going to be Stu Miller. Well, you got the lead here, Russ. This ends it if you win it. You uh, you can't think about tomorrow. You've got to win it here today. This probably never have a better chance. Alvin Dark is pulling out all the stops. He will put Matty Lou in left field and bring in Stu Miller, who has pitched back to his last season form and his last outing. Despite his record of 5-8, and eight, Stu has been in on 13 saves. Ball is inside for ball one and strike one. 
Miller was the winning pitcher Sunday when Mays homered off Farrell. In the eighth inning, Miller had come in to pitch the eighth, and he also pitched the ninth without allowing a base runner. His fifth one of the year. Cepeda behind Gilliam at first base as soon Miller gets set for the one-on-one delivered to Snyder. Miller throws, Duke swings, lines the tie.
Cardinal, who stands deep in the batter's box, the left-handed batter. Miller throws to Wally. There's a curve hit foul down the first baseline, bounded by the first base coach, Greg Malik. Davenport playing wide of third as Moon slices the ball quite often. Matty Alou, the new left fielder, straight away and left. Mays and Philippe Alou in the deep outfield spot as Miller winds and throws two and one. Pitch to Moon, a slow curve is high. Ball three. takes a fastball. He was taking all the way. It's a call strike for three and two. Three balls, two strikes. Duke Snyder is at third with one out. Miller winds, throws to Wally Moon. His pitch, a curveball, rolls foul down the first baseline. Moon was out in front of that pitch and was barely able to foul it off. Ernie, the giant fat boy who made the trip down here with the team from San Francisco, feels that one. Sends it back over to the Dodger fat boy. And the Dodgers are showing more bullpen activity because eventually they will probably have to pinch hit for Ed Robot. Tension mounting again as Wally Moon waits on the three and two pitch. Here's Miller's wind up and delivery. On the way, he kills, holds up, takes ball four. Here is Big Frank Howard, the home run leader of the Dodgers. His runners at first and third, Howard has walked and lined the center field. This fella can scare you by just showing up at the ball court. First and third with one down. Miller looks over at first. He sets the throw to Howard. A curveball has him swinging. Strike one. Stu used to handle Howard easily, but Howard has been getting more base hits off Stu this year. Miller pitches. Howard takes high on inside. Ball one. Struck out 106 times, and he has walked 38. He has 117 runs batted in with 31 homers, six triples, and 25 doubles. Now with runners at first and third, the Giants lead five to one. Miller throws to Frank Howard a curveball that has him swinging strike two. Two strikes to the biggest ball player around in the big league. And Stu Miller with his sign from Tommy Haller. Moon leads it first. Stu gets set, throws to Frank Howard outside for a ball in the count is two balls and two strikes. You remember that first series here this year when Howard drove in 12 runs against the Giants? Boy, they couldn't do anything with him. person in the place, rubs up the baseball. 
sets to throw two and two to Frank Howard. His pitch to Big Frank, a curveball. Seven fine innings. 
and left with the score tied one and one with the Giants, winning it out two to one. This is his 43rd appearance. He's won 19 while losing 14. The digger, as the Giants call him, ready, throws to Camilli, inside with a curve for ball two and with their biggest threat of the last week. Saving off, or doing all they can to save off elimination from the pennant race. Odell throws a curve that passes for a ball three. Dodgers still have plenty of them. 
Dale Spencer. McMullen. The lead by Wally Moon. The pitch by Billy O'Dell. Carey swings and misses. Strike two, and he was really setting for the heavy lumber that time. They talk about Drysdale pitching with uh, two days of rest. O'Dell pitched seven tough innings Sunday. The Giants deep on the infield and outfield, hoping for the double play ball. Moon, Howard, and Camille ready to go. Odell delivers. Carey takes it outside. A ball for a count of one and two. This is when the managers start to outthink each other. Here's Odell delivering to the plate. The pitch to Carey swung on and grounded foul. And Leo DeRocher had to do the hop, skip, and jump at third base. people hanging on every pitch in this game with the Giants radio network and the Dodger radio network, local TV in both San Francisco and Los Angeles and around the country. The one and two delivery by Billy O'Dell, the pitch to Andy Carey is fouled back. Carey has been used for spot duty. Played in, this is his 53rd game. Has a count of one ball and two strikes in an inning that seems to have started last Thursday. The Dodgers have scored twice. They have the bases loaded. And Odell checks with his catcher again as the runners are set to go. Billy into the windup. Pitch to Andy Carey. Low for ball two on a count of two and two. Two strikes, one man away, the Dodgers with the bases loaded, on two walks and three hits in the inning with two runs already coming in. Now the 2-2 pitch to Andy Carey is inside and almost hit him in the foot. He claims he was hit. He was hit. And Tom Haller is arguing with Al Bonnick that the ball did not hit him, but it forces home Wally Moon. Dodgers will have to make a move as Ed Roebuck is their listed batter. And Lee Wall is being set up to the plate. That's why people turn out to see baseball all the time. They're waiting for the announcement of Lee Walls and then probably a pitching change for the Giants. Odell Buck, Odell Buck, wait just a moment, wait just a moment. 
Dr. O'Connor has uh, taken exception to something and he called timeout. We thought he was calling a box. Oh, they just did. The Dodger bench had yelled times as they, they wanted to put in a runner. DeRocher was yelling box, but Carlin had called time, and that's why Odell box. Billy Odell. 
Jones was going to be out, but he dropped the ball and the Dodgers lead 7 to 5. That is a fielder's choice. Haller is going over to the dugout. Whether to be taken out of the game, we but he is taking off the chest protector. And he's a rather angry young man as he leaves. Now whether that means he is removed from the game, no, he is not removed. They want to bring in John Orsino. They will take Haller out and bring in John Orsino because they will want to use Ed Bailey for later pinch hitting them. What a play, uh, Russ. I didn't think he had a chance at the plate, but as it turned out, the man would have been out. Uh, Haller, I think, has been charged with the air. A uh, very excusable error because he was hurt on the play. He was spiked on the bare hand. He got it right across the back of the hand. The Dodgers have scored seven times to lead now by a score of seven to five, and they have what these fans want to see. Maury Wills on at first base with uh, Jim Gilliam coming up to bat and Orsino will come in to catch for the San Francisco Giants. And it's a 7-5 to five score as baseball history being made here this afternoon at Dodgers Stadium with the Dodgers coming from behind to go ahead 7-5 to five with a 7-run, 6th inning. We will check on the condition of Tom Haller. Secretary Eddie Brannick will give us the information how much of a laceration he suffered and the loss of Tom could be a tough one not only for tomorrow's game but if the Giants get into the series. And it will be up to Johnny Orsino to try to throw out Maury Wills if Maury has an idea of stealing and he probably does. Here's the fellow that started it all, Jim Gilliam. Again, to echo Harry Carey's statement, that was a great play that Cepeda made. He put the ball right on the runner. Al Barlick, veteran umpire that he has waited to be sure before he called the play. So Johnny Orsino will be making his 18th appearance in giant uniform after working at Tacoma. Checking me on that, Harry. No error for Orsino. 
Here's a fastball for a call strike. Wills gets the steal. But since he was out at third, there was no advance, so no error for a team. Down is two strikes as Jim Gilliam stands in here. With two down, the base is empty. The Dodgers leading 7-5 to five as they're battling for their lives. If they don't win today, there's no tomorrow for them. Now the two-strike pitch for Larson to Gilliam is low for ball one and strike two. Just uh, Tom Haller's right forearm was cut. Several stitches will have to be taken. They don't know whether they'll be able to play tomorrow or not. Well, it's certainly a tough break, but you have to accept those things in baseball. Now the one and two pitch. Gilliam sends a drive to right field. Alou is back, waiting, has it. And one of the longest innings that I've ever seen has finally come to an end. As the Dodgers have a total of seven runs. One, two, three. Four hits. There was one John Ever, and nobody left on. So as we move to the top of inning number seven, with Paranowski coming in, the score is seven to five. Los to go to the top of inning number eight and the middle of this giant batting order. And Ron Paranowski will work to Jimmy Davenport, Willie Mays, and then Don Larson, our pinch batter. Davenport has singled in four trips. Chasing Paranowski for the first time here. Ron came on to pitch for his seventh inning, gave up two hits, but got out of trouble. So Jimmy Davenport, the batter. Giants trying to rally here, led at one time five to nothing, trail now, seven to five. Fastball is low to Davenport for ball one. One and oh. One ball and no strikes to the Giants' third baseman. Turn out his one oh pitch. Line drive, base hit into left center field. Davenport cracks his second hit. Tommy Davis over to field, fires into second. The ball bounds away from Maury Wills. But Davenport has himself a single, and that'll bring up Willie Mays. Mays, hitless on the day, has flied out twice, has popped up, and is forced to run. So Willie Mays, the batter. Paranowski's not exactly fooling him. That's three hits that, uh, that dealt it off him that hit the ball hard. Well, they need to back him up here in this inning as Mays waits. Hits a slight foul into the seats to the right strike line. Willie going for a fastball. Nothing in one to count. Nobody down. Davenport leading off with a single to center. Here in the top of inning number eight. The Giants trail by two. Seven to five. Stretch and the pitch. Outside, the ball off the glove of Camilli, but keeps it in front of him, and Davenport does not try to move up. Carl Bowles is trotting in from the giant bullpen. Don Larson do up next. waiting with a one and one count. Davenport at first. Jimmy nailing a solid single to center. With nobody down. And Paranowski takes the stretch. Here's the pitch to Mays. Curveball outside. Ball two. Count is two balls. And one strike to Willie Mays. Davenport on at first. Nobody down. The outfield deep for Willie. 
Ranowski stretches for the 2-1 pitch. Line drive. Base hit into left center field. Going over for it is Snyder. He cuts it off, and Davenport has to hold it second. Mays blistered a solid liner to left. So the Giants have runners at first and second with nobody down. I think there's going to be another pitcher brought in here, Lon. Boy, they're really hitting that ball. These last two innings against Paranowski, the Dodgers have been rather fortunate that you haven't scored. Right now, you have a situation, runners are first and second and nobody out. And undoubtedly, it's going to be a right-hander brought in. Can't tell who it is. I understand Stan Williams has been out there warming up along with Larry Sherry. I can make out Sherry from here. I haven't announced yet who the pitcher will be, but... There's Jocko Carmen going out towards the left field bullpen. Well, we've seen a variety of action out here this afternoon. As Karadowski now goes one inning plus, retires nobody here in the eighth inning. Gives up singles to Davenport and Mays. And manager Alvin Dark now will have to make a decision. He has Ed Bailey coming in from the bullpen. And he can have Ed swing for Don Larson and bring in a new pitcher. Or he can go with Larson in this situation. Bailey is coming in. Smith will come in to pitch for the Dodgers. So Jack Smith, who the Giants saw briefly yesterday, and a fellow that just came up at the end of the season, had a great minor league record in releasing. He pitched, uh, pitched two innings yesterday, gave up one hit to the Giants. So possibly a little bit of a surprise here, Harry, in the fact that uh, they're calling on Jack Smith with Sherry and Stan Williams out there. A daring move by manager Walt Austin. Here's a boy just a couple of weeks ago was pitching for Omaha. And here in the heat of this playoff for the National League Championship, it's his responsibility to get the slugging Giants out. Ed Bailey has selected a bat, and Ed, who has delivered some mighty big pinch hits for the Giants this year, has gone off to swing a bat. Karnowski getting a hand as he leaves. Davenport at second, Mays at first, back-to-back singles with nobody down. And Ed Bailey bringing up a batting mark of only 225, but with 17 home runs and 44 RBIs. You know, I, I, every time I have to talk about Bailey, I bring in my favorite town that he hails from, Lon, Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. And he was talking about these playoff games being on TV, and he said, well, they get the show about tomorrow morning. He said, they might be back there pretty close, but it takes two echoes to get into Strawberry. <laughs> there was always one battery I wanted to see united on one ball club, and that was Vinegar Ben Mizell who was from Vinegar Bend, Alabama, and uh, Ed Bailey, who, of course, is from Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. Someone might think you're putting them on. Nobody comes from Vinegar Bend and Strawberry Plains. <laughs> so, Jack Smith, a right-hander, comes on to pitch, and Ed Bailey will be up to swing a bat. Well, I think it's the first time in my broadcasting career I've seen a man turn gray during one ball game. Look at Chub Phoenix. I tell you, he had to practice going from shade to shade all this season. So Ed Bailey, who hit a home run in the final day of the season to give the Jazz their first run, he hit that off Dick Farrell. Had a single in yesterday's ball game. Up here now to face Jack Smith, the right-hander, with Mays at first and Jimmy Davenport at second. The Giants trail by two, seven to five. They now have 12 hits to the Giants, and the Dodgers have seven. Red Bailey looking for that 13th hit in this situation up here to swing a bat. 
Outfield deep for Ed. Bailey set to move in. Jack Smith makes his eighth appearance of the year. Davenport at second, Mays at first, nobody down. A stretch by Smith for the first pitch to Bailey. High, ball one, one and oh. Seven to five, the Dodgers lead, the Giants threaten in the eighth. Bailey ready, as Smith looks in for the sign from Doug Camilli. Right-hander takes his stretch, here's the pitch. Fall back, and the count is one and one, and Ed had a good rip at that one, and a good pitch to rip at, too. So it's a one and one count to Bailey. Davenport at second, Mays at first, nobody out. Top of the eighth, the Giants trail seven to five. Bailey switching that bat up there, waiting for Smith's next delivery. The stretch, the runner's leading. Here's the pitch. Curveball, foul back, and it's one and two. So it's a ball and two strikes to Bailey, trying to nail one in this situation. One and two count to Ed Bailey. Davenport at second, Mays at first. They got back-to-back singles off Peronowski, who retreated to the dugout as Jack Smith came on. Smith pitching to the left-hand batting Bailey. The right-hander takes his stretch for the one and two pitch. Line drive to center field, in there for a base hit. Coming around to score is Davenport. May is streaking for third. He flies, and he's, he's pulled out of third. The most unbelievable call you've ever seen. Mays is called out at third base by Jock O'Connell. Conlon called Mays straight first at third and then called him out. And Mays was on the bag when he was called out. So Willie Mays thrown out at third. Davenport scores. Harry? Ron, I can't understand his indecision for this reason. The ball wasn't juggled or anything at all. Uh, he had had both he had both hands down as if to call him safe, and then as if he had a thought about something else and then waved them out. A real tough play against the Giants. That was a tying run with nobody out on third base. Instead, there's one run in. The Giants are one run behind, but there's one out, and the tying run now is over at first base. Boy, I'll tell you, that one hurt. And Orlando Cepeda is the batter. So May is thrown out at third by Tommy Davis. Over at first, Ed Bailey. Three solid singles by the Giants. And Orlando Cepeda out here. And Alvin Dark walking slowly back to the dugout. And Bailey will come out, and Carl Bowles will go in to run for him. Well, Carl Bowles goes in as a runner, and Orlando Cepeda is up there. Barely over to talk to the pitcher, Jack Smith. Well, big play here. Mays is thrown out at third on a very close call, to say the least. We're too far away from the play to second-guess the umpire, but as Harry, Gary, Harry Carey said, the indecision rendered was the strange part about it. Bowles leads from first. Cepeda takes high for a ball, 1-0. 7-6, the Giants trail by a run. 13 hits now as Ed Bailey delivers a single to drive in a run. A go to first base. Bowles was standing right on the bag. Here's 
There's the next pitch. Zapata fouls it back, and it's one and one. One and one counts is Zapata. One man out, a runner at first. Carl Bowles running for Ed Bailey, who pinched hit a single. A looper in the short right. Howard chasing in and drops the ball. Howard tried to make a one-handed catch and dropped the ball, and that would have been your tying run. As Bowles goes to second, and Zapata's on at first, and it'll go as an error on the right fielder. Felipe Lou is the batter. Right here, let's pause for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. Al Collins here. I can't tell you how many home runs were hit last year, but I can tell you how many tons of mustard. Now Leo DeRocher is coming out to the mound, and there will be a pitching change. Uh, Philippe Lewis is scheduled to bat, and I believe that, well, I won't call it. It's either Larry Cherry or Stan Williams. Stan Williams. Stan Williams will come on to pitch for the Dodgers. So they will use their fifth pitcher. The Giants have runners at first and second with one man out. Three singles and an error, but Mays called out at third place on a very, uh, third base on a very close play. And right now, Harry Carey, that looms as the big play of this ballgame. It does, but uh, he's still in good position. There's nothing wrong with the Giants right now, but a base hit wouldn't cure. You have runners at first and second with only one out, and Philippe Ailu, due to be your hitter. There's a tough play to go against at that particular spot. Particularly tough because it looked like he had started to call him safe and change his mind. So Stan Williams, the fifth pitcher, comes on. Taranowski went one inning plus. He has been charged with one run on a total of three, four hits. Smith goes one-third of an inning and gives up a hit to Ed Bailey. The pet is safe on the air by the right fielder Howard. And Stan Williams, hard-throwing right-hander, comes in to work for the Dodgers. So Williams making his 39th appearance, won 13 and lost 12, with an end run mark of 4.51. Well, I tell you one thing that ought to help this Williams right about now. It's that time of the afternoon, and the shadows from the stand have engulfed the entire infield. He's pitching in the shadow, as it were, and of course he does throw hard. I imagine it might be a little bit difficult to follow that ball along about now around home plate. Although you'd never know that from the way these line drives have been booming in this inning. Three of them hit right on the nose. And the Giants have been certainly nailing some solid drives in this inning. Ron Fairley is coming into the dugout. And now whether there's a possibility that Ron will be going out into right field or not in place of Frank Howard. Howard came in on Cepeda's ball. And was looking into the sun, which is right over the rim of the stadium. There's another factor for the right fielder and the center fielder, that over this high stand now, the sun is right in the fielder's eyes. Ron Fairley isn't at first base. And time is being called as the Lewis stepped in. So, Fairley is talking to Walt Olsen. Now, 
what the situation is going to be. Fairly now going back to first base, so the Dodgers will remain the same. So Felipe Lou, who has doubled, singled, struck out, and grounded out of the batter. The Giants trail by a run 7-6, to six, have Carl Bowles at second, Cepeda at first, with one man out. Both ball clubs running out of changes for pinch hitters. So Lou up here to face right-hander Dan Williams. Williams takes the stretch. Here's the first pitch to a little outside with a fastball ball one. Williams really hummed it. One and nothing to count. Felipe Lou waiting. Cepeda at first. Bowles at second. Giants trail by a run, seven to six. Stretch by Williams. And the next pitch. Swung on a miss at one and one. First, Bowles at second, a one and one count on Alou. The Giants trail by a run, seven to six. Williams nods yes, takes the stretch. Here's the one and one pitch. Inside with a fastball, ball two. Two and one. John Orsino due to bat next. Williams getting the sign from Doug Camilli. Taking a long look. Giants had five hits over the last two innings. They've made a payoff and only one run so far. Here's the stretch and the next pitch. Ball three outside. It's three and one. Three balls and a strike. So Felipe a little late. Three and one count. Now Alou backs away to get a handful of dirt. Three one count on him. Bowles at second. Cepeda at first. One man out. A run in. The Giants fail by one. Seven to six. Top of the eighth inning. Alou waiting for Stan Williams' three one delivery. The right-hander takes his stretch. The runners leave. Here's the pitch. Ball four. He walks in and they're loaded up. So Williams walks. Alou. John Orsino, so the tying run moves to third with one out. John Orsino, who singled his first time up at the batter. Bowles at third. Zepeda at second. Alou at first. And Zepeda calling time, wants to get rid of his batting helmet at second base. So the Giants have the bases loaded with one out. Trailing by a run, seven to six here in the top of the eighth. Giants led at one time, five to nothing. The Dodgers scored seven times in the bottom of inning number six. John Orsino waiting. Bowles at third. Cepeda at second. Alou at first. Dan Williams checking John Orsino now for the first pitch. The Dodgers play their infield back, double play deep. Williams relaxes on the mound for a moment, now ready. And time is called. Outfield around to the left for Orsino and deep. Bowles 
bluffs down the line. The pitch to Orsino. A high drive hit to left center field. That'll score the run. Tommy Davis going back near the wall. And right in front of the wall makes the catch. Bowles breaks into scores. The pitter goes to third. And Philippe Alou tags up and goes to second. And this one is tied. Orsino almost rode one out of here. You can say that again. That boy hit that ball about 390 feet, and Tommy Davis was right near the fence when he grabbed it. The high fastball, and he had good wood on it. So she's all tied up again, Ron. Well, what an afternoon as Orsino drives a long fly to left center field and just about got that one far enough to get it off the wall or into the seat. A conference on the mound. Jose Pagan is the batter. Harvey Keene follows Pagan. Two men down. Cepeda went to third. Alou to second. The Giants tied here at 7-7. Pagan has popped up, has singled to short, has doubled, and has singled to left. So he's three for four. Hasn't done a thing until he gets that fourth hit right here. That's right. So they two men out. Cepeda bluffing down the line at third. Alou leading off at second. Here's Williams' windup, the pitch to the gun. Low for a ball, 1 0. One ball, no strike. One and nothing to Pagan. Two down. The paint at third, a at second. 7 7 ball game. Top of the eighth inning. Williams looks over his shoulder at a leading. The paint bluffs down the line. Here's the pitch to Pagan. Low, ball two. 2 and 0. Two balls and no strikes, and Jose backs away and checks with Whitey Lockton. Two balls, no strikes. Two and nothing to Pagan. A at second, Cepeda at third, two men out, two runs in. The Giants and Dodgers tied at 7-7, top of the eighth. Orlando bluffing again, here's the 2-0 pitch. A bounder to third, Gilliam charges. His throw is in time. That's all for the time. So here in the eighth, two runs on three hits. One Dodger error and two runners left off. We go to the bottom of the eighth and it's tied up at seven and seven. We go to the bottom of the ninth, all tied up at seven and seven, and this is sudden death situation. for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio. This is Joe Courtney. Whether fasting or feasting, keep my music on your lunchtime menu on... Well, we're top of the batting order in the ninth for the Dodgers. Score tied at 7-7. Seven seven. Maury will, Jim Gilliam. And then, Duke Snyder. Bowling. Set to work. As a sudden death now, the bottom of the ninth, tied at 7 7. Here is Bowling's windup, and the pitch to Wills. Inside, almost hitting ball one. 1 0, Davenport up on the edge of the grass. The rest of the infield shortened. Outfield shallow. Wills batting left handed against Bob Bowling. And Bob Wines. There's a 1 0 pitch. Ball two outside. Boy, this is one guy you don't want to walk and get off. Two balls, no strikes. 
lined up for the 2-0 pitch. Strike calls, fastball on the inside. It's two and one. Two balls and a strike. Maury Wells leading off the ninth for the Dodgers. Ben Gilliam and Snyder. All three to bat left-handed against Bob Bowling. Bowling and wines for the 2-1 pitch to Maury Wells. Slice foul. Strike two. Two and two. Two balls and two strikes. Two-two count to Maury Wells leading off against Bob Bowling here in the bottom of the ninth. Here's Bob's windup, the 2-2 pitch. Foul ball into the seat, and it stays at 2-2. Two two. The Giants led 1-0 after 2, led 5-0 after 6, or after 5.5, rather. Then the Dodgers scored 7 times in the bottom of the 6 to take a 7-5 lead. The Giants got 2 in the 8th to tie it. All up to Stan Williams and Bob Bola now. They're the pitcher of record. 2-2 two two count to Wells. High, ball 3. Full count, three and two to Maury Wells. Bowling was the target now for Morsino. Three-two pitch. Walked in, and boy, that was a close pitch. Well, the Dodgers have a runner on there. Dark has decided to go to the bullpen, and he'll call on Dick LeMay to come in. So Bolin walks Wills to lead off here in the ninth, and manager Alvin Dark will call on Dick LeMay to make his ninth appearance of the year. He's won none and lost one. Dick LeMay will be called in. I imagine uh, one of the big factors of making this move, Lon, is, is Maury Will's base-stealing ability, and uh, Bob Bolin isn't too good at holding a man close, and he wants a left-hander in there who can keep Will's as honest as possible to keep him. And that'll mean that Jim Gilliam will switch around and bat right-handed. Duke Snyder is slated to follow Gilliam here to work in the ninth inning second game of the playoffs Giants and Dodgers tied at 7-7 and Maury Wells at first with nobody out Al Barlick signals to LeMay he has two more warm-up tosses LeMay with a good sports ball he has to keep his pitches down low to be effective question here whether the Dodgers will be having Gilliam sacrifice or giving Maury Wells a pitcher throw to steal off so Gilliam moves in against Dick LeMay. Dick takes the stretch. Wells leads, and LeMay lobs the toss over there. Wells back in. Stretch another go, and once more, Wells is back. LeMay, you can bet, under instructions to keep throwing over there to keep Maury Wells close. Wells has that fantastic knack of being able to get the lead. And again, LeMay goes to first base. He's not thrown to the plate yet. He's thrown three times at first. 
Gilliam batting right-handed against LeMay. Davenport started up at third. LeMay takes his stretch. Wells leads off, and LeMay throws again to first base. Sacrifice to move the runners along the second and third. 
For a fly ball or a squeeze bunt or anything to score or a stolen base, as Maury Wills has stolen home before. Still, the Dodgers have not made a move. Snyder has taken off his batting helmet, so we'll have a batter for him. Waldo's been delaying to see what manager Alvin Dark is going to do, if anything. Giants are getting down in that part of the batting order where the Dodgers can throw some power at them. Daryl Spencer will come out. So Daryl Spencer will bat here for Duke Snyder. Daryl with a batting mark of 236. And manager Alvin Dark with a change made is going to his bullpen again. And they still have Tim Harkness on the bench, the left-hand batter to the Dodgers. like Gaylord Perry is going to be called in for the Giants. So this will be the seventh Giant pitcher. Runners at first and second. Nobody out here in the ninth. Gaylord Perry comes in, a right-hander to pitch, and Daryl Spencer goes back to the dugout for the Dodgers. This ball game now has broken the record, Harry, for a nine-inning contest. It was four minutes and four seconds the Giants and the Braves, and we've now gone four minutes and... Uh, I mean, four minutes... Four hours and four minutes. Let's uh, get it right soon. Now gone four hours and seven minutes unofficially. And it's not over yet. So it's first and second occupied and nobody down. Young Gaylord Perry marches to the mound for the Giants. Daryl Spencer gone back in the dugout. Now he comes... Back out on the on-deck circle. Dick LeMay leaves after giving up a walk to Jim Gilliam. So Boland walks Wills. LeMay walks Gilliam. And Gaylord Perry is out to do the pitching. 7-7 ball game in the bottom of the ninth. Two runners on and nobody out. possibility here that the umpires might ask for the lights to be turned on as the shadows have just about completely covered the playing field. Orsino comes back behind the plate, tied at 7-7 on the bottom of the ninth. Maury Wills is second, Jim Gilliam at first, and nobody out. And Gaylord Perry comes in to do the firing for the Giants. Perry making his 13th trip. He's won three and lost one. Has an earned run mark of 5.27. Both these managers, Juan, uh, certainly aren't afraid to risk the outcome of the game on the young shoulders of rookie pitchers. It's really right up to Gaylord Perry now, just as it was to young Jack Smith for the Dodgers a little earlier in this ball year. So Perry warms up and will have to pitch to Daryl Spencer with Tommy Davis in the on-deck circle. Well, certainly in this first year, we're happy to have had... Reverend dealers and standard stations with us all year long, and 
I don't think they could have asked for a more exciting year to be associated with the giant broadcast. Gone almost as far as you can go. Giants won the first game. This one tied at 7-7, and Daryl Spencer moves in. The Giants figure that Spencer will be trying to bunt. Wells at second. Gilliam at first. Nobody out. Gaylord Perry to pitch to Daryl Spencer, batting for Duke Snyder. Davenport trotted up at third. He'd like to anchor if he could to get the fourth at third base. Pagan trying to keep Wills close at second. And he's giving up that entire hole. Now Pagan moves over. A punt back to the mound. Perry starts oh. to go. He had him stand at first base but didn't throw. Gaylord Perry had him stand at first base and didn't throw. He threw to first. The play where the first baseman Davenport came charging towards the plate. That apparently confused Perry, who must have forgotten that that play was set up. The shortstop, Pagan, was over to cover third base. And when Perry picked the butt up, he had a cinch play at third. But seeing Davenport, he must have forgotten that Pagan was over there covering. He had him dead at third base and didn't throw. He turned and looked. Pagan was there. It was a punt right back to the mound. And then finally turned and threw to first base to get Spencer. Tommy Davis is up here, but I rather doubt if Tommy gets a chance to swing a bat. Ron Fairley in the on-deck circle. Now you've got a situation, a right-hand batter up here. Ron Fairley, a left-hand batter in the on-deck circle. First base open. Gaylord Perry took a look and then did not throw. These are the kind of situations, Ron, that make veterans out of rookies in a hurry. And uh, I believe we're going to have a pitching change right now. Mike McCormick is going to be called in. There's no doubt that uh, Tommy Davis is going to be intentionally passed, which will allow McCormick to pitch to Ron Fairley. The Dodgers might risk a change for Fairley. Although they've just about run out of manpower. Also, they have Norm Sherry still available. Well, if they can get by fairly, the Giants don't have a right-hander out there to pitch to Howard. Jim Duffalo is throwing in the bullpen now for the Giants. So McCormick becomes the eighth Giant pitcher. Mike McCormick walking on to become the eighth Giant pitcher. One out, runners at second and third for the Dodgers. Well, we might have tied a record for most pitchers used in a nine-inning ball game. I think it's either eight or nine. And we've uh, the Giants have used eight. Yeah, that was a particularly unfortunate development because the Giants had set up that play with Davenport charging in for the bunt. The idea being that if the ball were bunted by the mound, Davenport could still be a whirl and throw the third. As Davenport broke for the plate, Pagan broke for third base. And Unfortunately, young Perry was uh, was taken more by surprise, I guess, than even the Dodgers at, at the way the play developed. So Gaylord Perry elected to go to first with his throw. He got Spencer all right. But the Dodgers moved runners up to second and third. Mike McCormick has come on. He'll loosen up. Tommy Davis is the batter, but I'm just about rest assured that Tommy Davis won't be swinging a bat. First base open. 
So two walks in the inning and a sacrifice to put runners in second and third. Harry Carey taking the little red book of baseball to check on the record for pitchers used in the ballgame. The Giants now with their eighth pitcher in there. The Dodgers have used two, three, four, five pitchers. 7-7 ball game in the bottom of the ninth. Dodgers do not have a hit in this inning, but they have Gilliam at second and Maury Wills at third. In a situation where the Giants will have to play their outfield shallow when they first batter they're going to let swing comes up there. They have to play shallow enough so they can cut off a line drive base hit, and there's no sense in playing deep because the runner could tag and score on a deep fly ball anyway. So Tommy Davis up here, but Tommy won't get to swing the bat. As McCormick will put him on his first base. The fans will boo this as soon as they see the Giants walking. There's ball one outside. There's ball two. Ball three. And they'll soon be loaded up. Ball four. So Davis goes to first base. The base is loaded by Walks, and Ron Fairley, who singled his last time up, is the batter. Giants will have to play the outfield shallow. Play the infield in. With one out. And the winning run at third base. Left-hander Mike McCormick to face left-hander Ron Fairley. Tommy Davis at first, Gilliam at second, Maury Wells at third, and of course the important one is Maury Wells at third base. This is the time you'd like to see a one-hopper back to the mound. Now time called as McCormick started the pitch. Maury Wills wants to tie a shoelace, and John Orsino takes that opportunity to run out and talk to McCormick. Right infield in, the outfield shallow. Maury Wells at third, Jim Gilliam at second. McCormick looking in for the sign for the first pitch to Fairley. There's the stretch by McCormick. And the pitch. Strike call, the fastball in there, nothing in one. Nothing in one count to Ron Fairley. McCormick looks... The runner at third. Maury Wells. Looking in now for the sign. McCormick pitching from a stretch position to try to keep Wills close to third. Here's the pitch to Fairley. Strike two call to curveball. Nothing and two to Ron Fairley. One out, base is loaded. Cormick cutting the side now for Marcino. Mike taking his stretch. Look at third. Here's the pitch. A fly ball to short center. Mays makes the catch. Here comes Wells to the plate. Here comes the throw. And it's not in Thank you. 
questioning John Bocanlon whether the runner left third too soon, and he says no, that he left in time. 